Hello, gorgeous human. Welcome to episode three of The Mindy Show, which is being recorded from my bed because my cat is in my lap and she won't move. So here we are. My cat, Pixie, and I, I actually have two cats, Pixie and Pumpkin, which if you follow me on social media, you have probably seen their faces somewhere because they're just so stinking cute. One of the overarching themes of my podcast is in doing the things that you feel inspired to do, regardless of whether you're afraid, even if you don't have everything perfect and you don't feel ready, just doing it, which is what I'm doing here with this podcast. I do not have professional equipment set up right now. I'm doing this for my iPhone. Like I said, I'm doing this from my bed, so complete imperfection, but it is our imperfections that create connection. So why are we spending so much time trying to be perfect anyway? Perfect is boring. Ew. Just kidding. Don't flip out. There are certainly times when it's appropriate to strive for perfection. There's a story I actually want to share with you today about a conversation that I had recently with someone where sometimes in striving for perfection, we can actually create isolation, making other people feel more alone. Or when you're not truly walking in your God-given identity, your God-given design, the way that you were created to be, you can sort of paint yourself in a corner that you were never meant to be in. And those who are experiencing this are going to understand what it is that I'm saying. It's going to hit, it's going to land, it's going to resonate. I'm going to give her a different name. We're going to call her Grace. And let's just say that Grace was a doctor. This is a conversation I had with Grace the other day. So Grace is a doctor. Let's just say that she isn't actually a doctor, but we're going to pretend like she's a doctor and her client base is mostly women. And let's just say that it's a very specific type of woman. Let's just say that the type of woman that is her typical client is a woman who is very affluent, who's very wealthy, but maybe she's feeling called to share her giftings with women who maybe don't necessarily have the level of financial provision that some of the affluent women that work with her or that she treats. And let's just say that she is afraid of what the affluent people are going to think of her if they find out that she is starting to treat people who are not affluent, maybe they're uh, actually very poor. Maybe she feels called to treat some homeless people that have no money to pay her for her services. Well, this just might seem obvious to you because maybe you're just not in that situation. You might say, well, that's ridiculous. Why should she not treat the other people that she feels inspired to treat or called to treat just because of the people who she's currently in business with? But I'm telling you, this is a, this is an actual situation and it's something that many people deal with. A lot of people are afraid of what the people in their world will feel like, how they will perceive them how they will treat them, what they might say, what they might think, if they were to live sort of outside of the box that they have painted themselves into. And that can look like a lot of different things. There are people who are afraid of coming across as, I don't know, um, maybe somebody starts making a lot more money than they used to. And so they're afraid that their current friends are going to see them as pious or um, maybe snobby or something like that. Maybe you've improved your confidence. And so you're afraid that your friends might start to think that you are arrogant. Maybe you were raised in a very religiously oppressive environment. And so you're starting to explore other types of um, spiritual practices and you're afraid of the judgment and condemnation that's going to come to you from the people that have been in your family and your community and what they might think of you. Or maybe you are um, 
I don't know, there's just something in your life that's changing. Maybe you're feeling like you need to switch careers. Maybe you're feeling like uh, your relationship is needing to make some shifts, but you're afraid about what people think. You know, a lot of people still, for some reason, have very negative perceptions towards divorce. And so maybe they're afraid of how a divorce might reflect on them and their reputation, how it might impact them financially and all those things. And those are certainly valid emotions. You know, those are all things that we as humans navigate as we start to shift, like shift things in our lives. Goodness, I'm stumbling all over my words today. Okay. So this conversation with this lady, what I was hearing from her was that she was feeling very called to start to share parts of her life in a little bit of a more public fashion, not in a way that she's kind of like me where I'm just kind of share it all out there. I mean, there are still some things about my life that I do keep pretty private, but she wouldn't be doing it on the scale that I do it yet. She's very introverted and doesn't feel comfortable with that quite yet and doesn't say that like she'll ever have to. Good gravy. You guys, thank you for your patience and listening to me. This is why I write. I feel like I'm a much better writer, but the more that I do this, the more that I am going to get better at it and formulating my thoughts. Sometimes my brain, it just assembles thoughts much quicker in my brain than I can formulate with my words. So that's why I get stumbled um, up with my words. Sometimes my thoughts are just going way faster than my mouth can keep up, which is kind of, kind of amazing since my mouth can actually run off pretty fast. Anyways, so again, like I was saying, in her situation, she's feeling called to um, share parts of her life and her story in a bit of a more um, public way in her business. And there is a genuine fear of how that's going to impact the people who are in her world who could have a tendency, we don't know yet because she hasn't started doing this, but could have a tendency to judge her, to criticize her. Um, and you know, that's, that's just not something that feels good. I've been through it. I get it. So I understand the fear. I've had it happen to me. And so I've definitely experienced that pain of rejection and criticism and shame and all the, all the condemnation, all the things. And that's one of the reasons why I do share so openly, because I know that there is someone out there who's feeling the same way. And if I wasn't sharing, then that would be one less voice. Maybe I'm the only voice that they would have heard at that point that is coming out and saying, okay, these are the things that I have dealt with. These are the things I've experienced. And these are the things that I have overcome. And you can too, because I can be that voice of encouragement and inspiration to reach out and say, Hey, you're not the only one I can help you through this because I've already walked that path and I have come on the other side. So this is just something that I want you to kind of sit with and feel out and maybe ask yourself the question, where are the parts of myself that I am keeping hidden or closed off that I also feel inspired to start sharing and being more open about and where are those fears stemming from? So, cause there's kind of two different fears. And one of the ways that I was explaining to her with how I tell the difference between what is something that I should share or pursue and what is something that I should not share or pursue is to lean into my intuition, my God-given guidance, my, um, my gut, you know, all of that intuition, gut, inspiration, you can tell the difference when you you just feel called to do something. You just feel it in your bones. You can even get excited about it, even if there's oftentimes fears associated with it. You can feel within yourself that this is something you just know 
is something for you to do. It feels maybe a mixture of, of invigorating and scary at the same time. Whereas something that is definitely no is typically associated with some sort of lower emotion, such as shame, guilt, um, embarrassment, humiliation, uh, criticism, judgment, fears of those types of things. Or if you just feel in your gut, you know, no, 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 this is a red flag, red flag. I just feel in my body this isn't right. Um, you know, that's the type of t- uh, time to sort of lean into, okay, maybe the timing isn't right right now. Because a lot of times when when it is something to do, there's going to be a positive emotion mixed in with potentially a fear or it being scary. There might be feelings of um, grandeur where you're seeing yourself showing up in a way that you don't yet feel connected to. So for example, you know, I've seen myself speaking on huge stages, you know, with thousands or tens of thousands of people. I've seen myself being interviewed on very widely known uh, talk shows or TV shows or um, programs, different media outlets. And the version of myself at this very moment or your version of yourself at this very moment may feel like you're not qualified to be able to do that, but it still feels exciting. You're still kind of like, oh yes, I can see myself doing that. I know I'm meant to do that. Even if you don't feel aligned to that version of yourself right now, or if you feel like it might not even be possible for you to to do whatever it is that you're feeling called to do, a lot of times you'll see a gap between where you are today and where you're being called to go. But there's still some level of good feeling when you think about it, even if there's fear mixed in. I think I've covered that enough. So I wanted to share with you kind of a way that I have navigated this whole situation. For one thing, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, humans are just humans. So, you know, when we are concerned about what someone else might think, they're just another human projecting their own, you know, fears, uh, their own judgments, their own criticisms, which are based on of their own life experience, their beliefs, their spirituality, their personality. It's just another human being. So really, in, at the end of the game, the end of this whole equation, what, excuse me, what does it really, really matter for someone to you know, think that, um, or for someone's opinion to really matter. What really matters to me anyway, is that I am standing strong in my own frame, that I am staying true to my authenticity, that I am following my spiritual guidance. And that's it. You know, really everything outside of that is just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, if people like me, great. If they don't like me, that's fine too. So I know that might sound like you're you're not even close to getting there yet, but I'm telling you, I used to be someone who was extremely insecure, who cared about what everybody else thought. I completely shifted my identity to, even though I didn't realize it, I wasn't intentionally doing it, but I, I was just trying to please everybody. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I wanted to be all things to all people. I wanted everybody to like me. So I was shifting myself almost like a chameleon into being who other people, you know, wanted me to be or hoped that I would be always looking for their validation and their approval. And I am just not that person anymore. And I, part of my intention with this podcast is to help you be able to come from that place and come to the place where, you know, where you don't, um, you're not so concerned about what people think. And I'm not saying it ever goes completely away. For some people, it may. I know I still have some insecurities in certain areas, and sometimes they flare up worse during certain times than others. And that's totally okay. It's part of the human experience. But to get back to what I was talking about in terms of how to navigate this, I heavily rely on my intuition, 
which I also refer to as my spiritual guidance. So here's my personal view, and you can disagree with it if you want. That's totally fine. I'm only sharing my personal views and my experiences with you. And if they resonate, great. If they don't, that's okay. Uh, So I'm a very spiritual person, and I am a Christian. I believe in God. If you don't, that's totally fine. But I personally do, and I see prayer as me telephoning to God. And my intuition is God sending messages to me. So my intuition is something, it's like not a tangible voice that I can hear, although very clear words will spring into my into my mind and I will receive direction and guidance based on this internal knowing. It's like the words are just put into me. I will hear very clear messages, not audibly, but just in my spirit is how I would put it, like in my in my body, my brain. And so I navigate my life very much in that way. And it can be anything from where do I go today? Who do I spend time with? How do I spend my time? How do I spend my money, my resources, my energy? I really heavily rely on that because I have found that once when I do that, I just can't go wrong. It doesn't mean that um, you know negative things don't happen, but it means that whatever it is that I'm going through is for some sort of a divine purpose. And I mean, we could go off on a whole tangent there, but that's just sort of like my little explanation of how I choose to operate. So if I feel um, genuinely inspired to do something, I can tell the difference just like I was telling you earlier. So I heavily rely on that to tell me whether or not I should pursue something. So if I feel like, okay, in this example, let's say that she felt inspired to treat people who were maybe not as wealthy and maybe homeless people or, you know, people who just don't have the financial resources to be able to afford the type of treatment that she was offering. And so if she was wanting to do that, I would say, just here's me. This is what I would do. I would pray and I would say, you know, ask God, ask, you know, infinite spirit, which I believe is God, what is the next step that you would like me to take with this? And just don't try and force it. Don't try and visualize something specific. Just let him speak to your spirit about what it is that that next step is. And if you don't receive anything clearly right away, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It just means that there is some information that you're maybe not yet ready to receive or whatever. My point is that the clarity will come to you when you're meant to receive it. Cause I used to get really frustrated. Like I want clarity. I want clarity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're trying to force an answer, sometimes the answer can come to you in not a great way. So the best thing is to let divine timing work itself out and you, and just trust in the knowing that you will receive the answer when you're meant to know it. You're not going to miss it. I used to fear, you know, am I going to miss this? If I'm not paying attention, I don't want to get distracted. I don't want to go off the right, wrong path. I was so petrified of making wrong decisions and, you know, um, whatever the consequences might be by making the wrong decision or stepping off the path. I was so petrified of doing the wrong thing. And I'm telling you, don't even worry about that because there is a plan. And if you're off here, okay, here's a prayer. (laughs) I'm all over the place. I hope you're following me. If you, here's what I would say. I would say, God, if I'm going on the wrong path, like I think this is the path that I'm supposed to take, but if it's not, then just redirect me and put me on the path that you want me to go on. Or I would say something like, I think this is the best decision. If it's not, then shut the door and show me the way that I'm supposed to go. That way you really can't go wrong. 
you are going to be directed. You are going to be guided. And so just don't try to force anything, you know, don't try to um, use your human brain, your logic brain to come up with the answers, the solutions, because those usually are not the right answers or solutions. They just aren't. If you can lean into um, almost rest instead of kind of like trying to find it, you know, this, this hustle culture, this, you know, I need to figure it out. Um, just kind of like lean back and rest in the knowing that the answers are going to come to you. The steps are going to come to you on what you need to do in order to start, um, closing the gap between where you currently are today and where you are seeing in your mind's eye that you're called to do. Hopefully that makes sense. And it really is such a cool thing that you'll start to see happen when you really just kind of lean back and you just trust, you know, that the answers are going to come to you, that it's all going to work out in divine timing. It is the most amazing thing how everything will just be put together, all the different components that are going to start coming into place. You'll start to experience these things that um, are uh, what other people would consider miraculous about, you know, somebody will just contact you out of the blue, or you'll just stumble across somebody in public, or, you know, some sort of message will come to you. I know that you're hearing this and you're going, I know exactly what you mean, because if I had that happen to me, I'm sure something like that has happened to you in the past. So you know what I'm talking about. Those are like those divine appointments, those um, God nudges, those whatever it is that you want to call them. That is part of your divine path being orchestrated. So when you just trust in that and you just see that all of the pieces are falling into place, that is one indicator that you are absolutely on the right path. But anytime you're making decisions where you're factoring other people in, when what I mean by that, I don't, I'm not saying that it should never matter what someone else thinks or whatever, but in this case with this lady that I was talking about, we're calling her Grace, she was wanting to do, let's just say, B but she was feeling like everybody that is in her client base wants her to do A, even though she feels like she should do B. And that's what I'm saying. If you're if you're making a decision heavily weighing on what the opinions of other people might think, even though it's in contradiction to what you are feeling authentically called to do, or if you're feeling like people are wanting you to be different than who you are authentically, then that is an absolute no. <laughs> that is an absolute do not follow that because anything that pulls you away from being your authentically designed self, like that God created you to be, is not something to concern yourself about, which I know is easier said than done. People are always going to have an opinion, man. Everybody has an opinion. And a lot of times if you're seeking other people's advice about things to do, then everybody's going to tell you what they think that you should do. And that's always based off of who they are, their personality, their life experience, their education, their understanding, their trauma, their whatever. So I know that, so I used to be somebody that was constantly asking people for, you know, their opinion. Should I do this? Should I do that? And a lot of times we're honestly looking for people to give us the opinion that we already kind of know or that we think we should do rather than the actual core truth of what what is the the best thing to do in this situation? That's just kind of a side tangent. But one of the things that I have learned is is actually drifting away from needing people's input to really strong, like keeping a stronghold on my spiritual guidance, really 
tapping into my body because you can tell a lot of times in your body, your body knows things that your brain can't rationalize. So you can tell a lot of times when your body is feeling something that, you know, I've been around people and I can feel this angst. I can feel this, um, energy suck. I feel negativity. I feel, I can feel in my body, you know, if something's wrong, not right, stuff like that. I don't know if you can too, but I'm heavily intuitive. And so I can feel so many things just in my body. And a lot of times I can feel the answer in my body. And I'll, I'll even ask myself sometimes, like, how am I feeling about this? When I think about making decision A, what do I feel in my body? Am I feeling tension? Am I feeling angst? Am I feeling like, ooh, no, that would not, like it might make logical sense, but that just isn't the right move for me to make. Or is your body feeling, you know, excited, invigorated, even if it has certain fears around it or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe you're, you're just knowing that you should make this other decision, you know, maybe it's a move, you should, you know, that you should make this other decision. Everybody's telling you that you should do something different. Okay, here's an example. Back in 2017, I felt very strongly called by God to move to San Diego. I had just become a single parent um, a year before that overnight of three kids. And I, my car had just completely broken down. I had no vehicle of my own. So it made no logical sense for me to move to California. California, freaking of all places. Guys, come on. Like California is notorious for being one of the most expensive places to live, I think, in the US. So, anyways, I'm not going to go through the whole thing on that. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one time. But I went from being a single parent with no car of my own, with literally nothing. I either sold or gave away everything that I had put what I could fit in a borrowed car, made our way to California with my three kids. And I had no idea. I didn't have a job in place. I had a temporary living situation until I could get on my feet. It took me three months to be able to get a job and then a car and then my own apartment. But I went from starting literally from ground zero to absolutely freaking thriving as a single parent in San Diego, California. And that was completely off of my guidance. That was completely off of trusting in my divine intuition that I was doing the right thing. Everything fell into place. That doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. It was sometimes very, very hard. Sometimes I had to sell plasma to be able to get Christmas gifts. I mean, I'm telling you, I it wasn't always easy, but the path was always provided. I was always um, taken care of. Things would show up in the most random places. It was just the coolest experience. So that's an example of what I'm talking about, where other people was, were thinking I was crazy. In fact, I didn't even really talk to many other people about it because I knew that that I would just get a lot of negativity about how are you going to make it in California because everybody's kind of operating off of that logic. You know, I need to protect myself. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm making the best decision. And of course, I wanted to make the best decision for my family. But at the same time, I knew from my previous experience navigating this life and all the stuff that I had already been uh, been through in life leading up to that moment and that decision of of moving to San Diego to start over, I had already experienced so much of my life that I had seen God pull me through so many different things. So I didn't have any reason to um, to not trust, even though I was scared. I was scared. I was like, what in the world am I doing? This is super scary. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. Anybody with a logical brain would have thought that I was absolutely insane. And I did have people think that, but you know what? I am so glad that I followed my spiritual guidance and my intuition because that was the best decision. That was one of the most powerful, uh, not only physical moves, but just moves in general that I've made in my life that was highly instrumental in me being able to strip away 
everything that was not meant to be in my life. And okay, goodness, I just, <laughs> I got off on this tangent. This is one thing that I learned about recording on your iPhone. If you don't actively keep the screen on um, lit up, if it goes blank, it shuts off the recording. So I just recorded, I don't know, probably like five minutes of amazing content and it just got cut off. So <laughs> maybe that was just where I was supposed to get cut off. I think I was just saying that, um, yes, that that was, that move to California was just so key in me just becoming me, 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 raw me, the me that is, you know, confident in standing in my own frame, the me that is, you know, not so concerned about what other people think. It really, really helped me strip away everything, whether it's beliefs, patterns, habits, people in my life, whatever wasn't meant to be there. It just kind of, all that stuff just kind of fell away. And some of it took time. I did a ton of work on internal healing and really recognizing, you know, what I was, um, you know, what I was subscribing to in terms of my beliefs about so many different things, spirituality and, and myself and about other people or so many different things. So I'm really glad that I followed my intuition with that instead of, you know, worrying about what other people might think or what people were saying or how ridiculous they thought it was for me to to make such a bold move to move three kids plus myself across the country to one of the most expensive places in the nation, even though I didn't have a job lined up and et cetera, et cetera, just like I told you. I hope that you find some encouragement in that story. I am a brand new podcaster, so if I'm ending this abruptly, uh, I don't know. I hope that you were able to formulate some kind of um, you know, great insight from everything that I shared there. And if not, that's okay too. But I feel like I ran long on this one, even though I had a lot to say. So I'm not getting worried about the time. Here we go. I'm just being human. Thank you so much for being in my world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your encouragement and your support. I highly value having you as part of my audience. That's such a weird word, but here we are. And just know that I am here for you, here to support you, here to cheer you on. I am the one that's going to be in your corner with the jersey with your number on my jersey shouting your name from the stands you've got this you're beautiful you're gorgeous you're sexy your butt's perfect your teeth are amazing and with that i'm gonna say goodbye and i hope you have a wonderful week until next time